just a note before this week's show. Uh, this week is a bit of a veer away from the comic games, but I'm joined by a really exciting guest. We recorded in person, which was great and really captured, I think, the passion of uh, our guest's story, but does end up being a, a massive amount of echo. I think the room we recorded in, probably there's some kind of background buzz going on. So the recording itself is not that great. The quality is not that great. So guys, I hope you enjoy the show. Really sorry the sound quality isn't there. Uh, I hope when we get this guy uh, back on the show, we'll do him justice if we, we catch an update as we follow his journey along. So, um, and yeah. On with the show. Hi guys, welcome to the Original Judo Podcast. I am James Austin and I'm joined today by a special guest going away from the Commonwealth Games theme. Um, I'm delighted to have him on the show. And now he is part of the IGF Coach Academy. He's establishing or re-establishing judo in Bahrain. Um, and he's working towards his own personal goals as an athlete, and we're going to dig into all of that. Delighted to have Mahmoud Saeed on the show. Mahmoud, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm always good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's my pleasure. Uh, it's great. It's great to have you on. You, we've we've just come off the mat. We've just had a, a, a session up at yes. Warsaw, the Centre of Excellence. Yes. How was that for you? It was a uh, it was a killer. Like it was a very strong session. And I've been training hard in the past two weeks, and this like my aim was uh, to you know to perform well today, just to be you know satisfied and ready for the competition in this weekend. So you compete in this weekend yes. uh, in the heart of England, which is great. We're gonna we're gonna come on to a bit of your kind of competition goals and where you want to go mm -hmm. shortly. But um, can you talk a little bit about your background in judo, how you got started? Um, yeah, what what judo is like in Bahrain? Okay, um, that's going to be a, bit, a long story, but I try to make the long <laughs> we, story short. We, we love a story. Tell the story. All right. So, um, judo in Bahrain is, is is a new sport. It's not it's not a, an old sport. Um, I did many martial arts since I was a kid. Since I was six years old, I did many martial arts, um, like taekwondo, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Did a few classes of MMA, Muay Thai, you know, just here and there. Nothing nothing serious. Nothing professional. But I always loved the grappling part of, of martial arts. I always loved it. So I have um, cousins who are not from my from my country, but they, they did judo. Mm -hmm. So whenever they visited my country, um, uh, they used to like let us uh, grapple me and my brothers. Yeah. And they would teach us like the push-ups and the fitness and all this stuff, you know. Um, so I liked very much. I always loved uh, grappling. And back in 2015, they. Um, in Bahrain, they started to plan uh, a new, like, uh, to, to establish a new team. And uh, and then there was, like, for me, a, a good opportunity. Um, so I started from there. And then I kept, um, you know, training. In 2016, I, like, I, I thought I want this sport to be my full-time. I want to do it as a full-time. I love it. Um, I remember exactly in August 2016, as I was watching the Olympic Games on, on TV, I was in a training camp. In Kuwait, and I was watching uh, between between the training sessions. I was watching TV, the Olympics, 2016, and I was like, "Yeah, this is what I want to you know to aim for." Um, you know, as a 
like professionalism in uh, being a professional athlete in my country is something, uh, let's say, um, something kind of new. It's not very old. So I decided that since then. And then I wanted to push more um, to increase my level uh, in judo, like internationally. So I wanted to explore. I came to the UK. So I know someone who linked, who, who knew coach Fitzroy Davis. Yeah. And um, he told me, and he, he came to my country. So there was an event in my country and I saw him there. And then I told him that I want to go, I want to reach the Olympics. I had no idea about the Olympics, like what it takes to be an, an Olympian or Olympic champion or Olympian, or just to be in, in the IJF World Tour. Yeah. I didn't know what it takes for an athlete to be in that level. So I just went to him and told him that I want to be an, an Olympian. And then he was like, okay, I'll link you with a world-class uh, coach. He's a very good coach. And, um, and, and let's see what happens. Okay, let, let's take it from there. That was in 2017. I came here to the UK, to England, and he introduced me to Coach Fitzroy uh, Davies. And, and that was the worst day <laughs> in my judo career. Yeah, because um, I came here, I had no proper judo. So how much judo have you done at this stage? Like, is um, that just two years of judo? Proper judo? Like, like let's say, like, not a proper judo. I can say like um, dedicated mm -hmm. judo, professional, not, not professionally, but you know, in a club, yeah. with a coach, with athletes, two years. Okay. But I've been doing this thing since I was a kid. Yeah. But like you know, under like in an actual club, uh, with a coach being involved and a team since 2015. So so Fitz is my former coach. So I'm I'm very aware of the, <laughs> the the challenges that he presents to his athletes. But yes. before we get onto that, like mm -hmm. what um what are the what are the challenges of doing judo back in Bahrain? What What's the capacity for judo? Are you able to train as a full-time athlete at home, or are you forced to look for judo elsewhere? Um, if I want to compete internationally and become, like, let's say, uh, become a like, full-time professional athlete, it's very hard to, to do it in my country right now because um, of, uh, let's say, lack of number of people. Okay. We don't have enough number of people. That's why I want to, just a correction on the phrase re-established because judo was already established yeah but i want to re-establish judo in my country because uh, you know i've been traveling since 2017 for judo going and coming especially here in england going and coming with uh, you know um to train with fits so i and then i traveled also abroad and then i competed i, I, I competed and i also trained with many international athletes so i see the level of uh, judo internationally so I want to bring that back to my country. And in order to bring that, I need to, you know, um, experience it first. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So you, you get to the UK, you're here in 2017, you get to Hardy Spicer, Fitz's club. Was mm. it here or was it at the, the previous club? It was, it was here. It was here, yeah, it was here. It was here. What's that first session like? Okay, that first session, I, I can't forget that session. So <laughs> I came here. <laughs> And uh, I, you know, I didn't even have a proper uh, kimono. Like I'm being very honest with you. Like I, I had the old ones, if you remember, mm -hmm. the one yeah. they cancelled. You know, yeah. the tough ones here. The, I mean, the rough ones. Yeah. yeah. So I had that 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 uh, kimono. I was kind of like a, not the best quality. So I came here. I had no idea how judo is internationally, and I was very lucky to have um, I, I think like an open mat here yeah. where all the like many people all, all around England would come and. Uh, yeah, so like open randori. Open randori, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So 
I came on that day. So I, I remember the first day I landed in England, uh, it was morning. Uh, Fitz called me, he said, okay, just rest for a couple of hours and then I'll come and pick you up and take you to, uh, we have Randori. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to beat everyone, you know. Uh, I will go there, I'll beat everyone because I'm, you know. That's what you, yeah. Yeah, because I beat everyone back at home, you know. So, <laughs> so I came here and it was very tough, very tough. Like I couldn't stand. Amazing. Spasms everywhere, you know, <laughs> cramps everywhere. This is how it started. Yeah, that was the first day. I can't forget the first day. Um, yeah, yeah. Just answering your question. I love that. I love that start. And then, so uh, you, you you talk about moving back and forward. To, Always, to yeah. Your, you know, so, um, where's where's been your favorite? What's been your favorite training experience? Where have you managed to get to? Where, where have you been on the? Have you competed on the IGF circuit? On the IGF circuit, unfortunately, not yet. Um, because of like many things in my country, um, to get you know to be to get Bahrain registered in the IGF, and then to register me as an athlete, it took it took a long time. And during uh, so I was about to start in that. I competed locally, regionally, yeah. uh, and uh, some some non IGF uh, competitions like um, Den Helder in Holland. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I competed in English Open here. Mm -hmm. So I competed in a couple of international competitions, but non IGF. But hopefully now I'm registered in the I am registered in the IGF uh, and my country is registered as well, so I can. Amazing. I guess okay. I, yeah, because I'm competing in the IGF tour. Looking forward for that soon. Cool. So you're fighting this weekend in the heart of England. Now I know yeah. you've had a little break from competition, and I imagine mm -hmm. did that come about because of COVID? Yes. So basically, as I said before, I can't train um, uh, like professionally in my country. So I had to always travel. So before COVID, I always used to travel. I used, I always used to come to here uh, in England, you know, uh, stay for one month and a half, two months, stay with Fitz. He would teach me everything back to, back to basics. He would teach me how to move, teach me how to, you know, how to grip. Yeah. Uh, like he even once he told me like, forget to learn how to throw. And I don't, I don't want to hear anything about the Olympics or any, or any competition. <laughs> you need to learn the basics again. So I had to, you know, relearn everything in judo from basics and everything. So I had to come always back to England. And then I go back home, I would learn everything. I would travel to the countries next to my country, yeah. try to apply what I learned, and then come back again and learn something new. So it's all, and also like, um, I used to coach me from distance. Like now we have online coaching because of COVID, you know, yeah. we have a lot of online coaching, but we used to do it, we, we used to do it way before COVID. Oh really, okay. Yeah, yeah, he used to coach me even online. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, so um, uh, sorry I went out of track from your question. No, no, not at all. It's good. I, I love, I do love the stories, and, and my questions tend to go here, there, everywhere. So I apologize. Um, so in the UK, we feel that COVID ended a long time ago. Oh yeah, was it still going on? And then um, why are you only getting back into competitions now? What, so what's postponed that? What else have you had? Going? Okay, so um, as I said, I was competing before COVID. And then I, and I was uh, staying out of the country even to, just to train, like a, not a training camp, just to train as a, as a base. Yeah. I need to stay somewhere. So the nearest country with, with good judo is Kuwait. Okay. Um, very close, like five hours drive, so I can go and stay there. Yeah. And I have a lot, lot of friends there and they can, you know, they help me with, with training and everything uh, with the national team of Kuwait. So I, I used to go there. Um, when COVID happened, I was forced to go back to, uh, let's say, um, I can say my fear. My fear was to stay at home mm -hmm. because staying at home would not improve my judo. And then, you know, as time passes, I would uh, have kind of negative thoughts about my age. Yeah. I would think, oh, okay, now 
I'm, you know, I'm growing you. Time is ticking and, you know, the, I'm now I'm 26, 27, 28, 29. Okay, so I'm growing and I need to compete. I need to, you know, see my level increasing, you know? Yeah. So I was kind of, um, I'm sure during COVID, everyone has had his, his own story and his own realizations. So here where I realized, okay, there are things which is out of my control. So what do I have to do? Then stay and try to do something with judo. I started to, because I need training partners, right? So now I need to do something about judo. Um, so I thought, let me start a team, not as a coach, just want to start as a, a team so that I can do my ichikomis, my nagakomis, and you know, yeah. some, some a bit of laundry and movement at least, you know, not to, not to stop judo at all. So I started to establish a team, one, two, three, four. And like smoothly, people started to love judo and to come. I think because um, it's, it, um, I'm teaching that out of passion. Yeah. So people were, were attracted to judo. We want to learn more about that. And I, until I had up to around like nearly 30 students back at home. 30 students. Oh, amazing. Uh, yeah, so um, teaching them judo and then I had to, oh, okay, so now I'm teaching. Then let me uh, go back to everything what Fitz, uh, Fitzroy um, taught me. So I had to go back to my notebook because I wrote down everything. I had to go down to my notebook, the, study everything and come back to my students, teach them everything. And I, and um, so I wouldn't, um, so after that, I was uh, coaching them and I saw good results with my students. They were increasing and improving really fast. Um, teaching them nuance, stand up, the basics. And the good thing is I was teaching them everything which um, I wish I learned from the beginning. Right, okay, yeah. So that was a good thing I realized. Okay, so it's good that I came from, let's say, not the best experience in judo in terms of knowledge, but now I can teach them because I've been in, let's say, for example, a sotogari. I would do a sotogari and look down or look to the, to the left side, just like many judokas. But when I came here to Fitz, Fitz was like, no, you have to look straight. You have to enter with your hip. You yeah. did a foot placement. You know, he's, he's very... <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Incredible technical knowledge. And you can see that exactly. in all of his players. Exactly. exactly. So he was teaching me. So I used to train the same way to my, to my ah, students. Okay, okay. And not only that, it's, all, it's not only the judo or the physical uh, aspect of the sport, it's also, also the mental and the spiritual aspect of the sport. I love to, I loved to share like, my passion and my knowledge and everything with my students. And I saw great results with that. Um, so I was kind of forced to do it. So good, because I had people to train with. And then like, they, like I had one of my students who, uh, let's say, um, he became like, good between the athletes. And yeah. He competed uh, regionally, yeah. the GCC countries, just like the Commonwealth Games. But in our region, we have the GCC countries. Okay. But they are much less countries, like six around five, five or six countries. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he got, and that's a you know kind of a big deal in that part of the world, the GCC. And he got a third Amazing. medal. Yeah. And yeah, I'll be bringing him here. Soon. So how how is that for you as a coach, seeing your players like go and have some success? I, I was ha I was very happy, but um, yeah, and then but I was like. I'm very happy. At the same time, I'm inspired to go back to competing. Amazing, and this yeah. is how, you know, I was like, okay, um, now I've been coaching for a while, but I love to compete. I love to, you know, experience more. I love to fight. So I can't stay here more. I'm, yes, I love you, my students. I'm giving you everything. But also, to be a good coach, you need your coach to have more experience mm -hmm. and to compete and to be, you know, um, like, uh, I don't have any, any regrets later. 
yeah, I want to experience and my full potential mentally, physically, and spiritually through judo. And then I come back and give my best to reestablish the sport in my country. I love that. So you you say you move um, on from there, but you become part of the IGF Coach Academy. How's how's yes. that come about, and, and, and what does that mean? Like, so I'm um, I've done level two coaching for the BGA, and I'm a little bit ignorant about what the mm -hmm. kind of coaching awards with the IGF are. How have you got involved in that program? Um, so again, um, during during COVID. I was kind of stuck in my country. Um, so in order to, to deliver the best, um, let's say knowledge, the best, um, you know, to deliver the best to my students, because my plan was not to coach. My plan was establish, to establish a team first, yeah. just for me to train. But then as I was coaching, I had more students and I have students of different ages. So I was like, okay, I need to deliver something proper. So I started to have my own uh, syllabus, of course, with one of my students, helped me to establish my own syllabus. Um, to have a syllabus to teach my students for different ages, okay, and as a fundamental, uh, fundamental level. So after that, um, of course, I was always in touch with uh, Fitz, and then he advised me. He said, "There is this course um, uh, in the IGF uh, Academy online. You can do it. It will add a lot to your to, to your knowledge." Okay. And then I was like, "Okay." So I looked it up on the internet, and I was like, "Okay, it's really good. The content was." Rich content for judo, many things I didn't know, and then I started from there, and it was it was not an easy one. Like four months, every week you will have a test, online test, so you will have to really study, you know, like um, uh, and and my aim was to bring the highest, uh, uh, let's say, kind of grade, yeah, kind of to be a nerd, you know, in, in judo. So I was like, I want to bring the highest grade. Because I need to study everything, you know, there's no cheating. Why, why would I cheat in this? Yeah. Um, so I want to really study everything. So I studied everything from how to, you know, how to, um, you know, uh, teach and how to, and the, the fundamentals of, you know, of, of judo, the culture of judo, everything, the technique, the classifications of, of, uh, of Nagiwaza, of, uh, you know, uh, Niwaza, everything. And also there's some philosophies uh, in judo. So it added a lot to my knowledge. And I really believe, from my experience, in teaching you learn. So uh, I was studying everything. And then in, top of, um, in addition to, my, to the knowledge I had already uh, from FITS, I was teaching. And then, so when I teach, I feel like my level was increasing. Mm -hmm. So I used to test myself sometimes. So I was very sure that skill level, I'm improving a lot. Um, and that's something like, uh, I can say something um, kind of weird to, you know, something new to me to, to realize that uh, in, teach, in teaching you learn. I heard yeah. it before, but now I experience it. I, lo I love that idea, in teaching you learn. That's such yeah. a great, such a simple idea, but certainly my own experiences as a coach mm -hmm. my judo is so much better than when I was a player it was my focus was on winning and mm -hmm. um, I'm now old and fragile and can't do all that stuff so but definitely my understanding of judo definitely progressed yeah. um, I think you were here last week last week two weeks ago for the the, the IGF yeah the, pra the practical session it yeah. was an, an kind of an invitation um, I think um, the fact you need to like, score a specific uh, uh, grade. Mm -hmm. you, you need to complete the, the course 100%, and then I think you should um, get like a 65% at least yeah. and above for the to to be like eligible to 
um, attend a practical session. Yeah. So I was um, eligible for that, and then I got the invitation. And there was there were different countries for the IGF practical in Hungary and in uh, and in Japan. November, I guess. Ah, okay, okay. But I chose to come to the UK. Yes, because <laughs> I was like, okay, back to the same place where I started. So now we have the IGF practical session here. So it's good because I can first of all see my friends um, who I knew from from judo, meet my coach, yeah. and uh, you know after after the course stay more. So I can you know uh, just go through everything with my coach as well and get some some coaching and training camp with them. No, I love some that. training for myself. I mean, so a lot of people I know several people who. Um, did the course mm-hmm. and they all spoke about how uh, intense it was it how was. challenging it was like what was your experience of jumping on the IGF course it was amazing like you're talking about um, let's say world class um, or let's say best coaches let's say uh, let's say best um, I don't know if um, athletes uh, not athletes sorry Let's say. Um, how we, can I say are we talking about the coaches, uh, like the former players, the former the players, people yeah, yeah. leading the sessions, people or who people are taking part, part. No, no, people who are leading the sessions. Yes, yeah, so you had like how, Mark Hausinger. Yes, exactly. Uh, you had Sejikaya. Sej- yes, um, uh, Kelma Udo. Was Udo, 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 yeah. Or was he participating? He, no, he was. Uh, he was leading. Amazing. And uh, who we're else? talking about world and Olympic champions. There, exactly. Dude. Exactly. Insane. And uh, you know. Um, they were all coming up, coming with their experiences mm-hmm. and sharing everything on the mat. Very professional. First of all, the, like the British Judo did amazing job when it comes to the or, like organizing. Yeah. To be honest, like uh, it, it was like um, highly organized, um, and uh, yeah, it was very organized, um, very professional, like highly professional. And all the people we met, how it was done from from day one, the introduction until the ending. Uh, it was tough because it was six hours um, a day yeah. of uh, of training. It was three hours in the morning and three hours uh, in the evening. Um, it was intense. Uh, too much details. Uh, you know, it was really good. It was really good. I love how I excited like- you talk. But I, I spoke to a lot of people, and I think again, um, a lot of people on the course were probably the other side of their competitive career team. Oh, yeah. So oh. they finished five years ago, ten years ago, and I think wow. they found it very challenging, the six hours on the mat every day. Yeah. Um, like, um, uh, this is the thing, we were, uh, we're talking about it, me and, uh, and Fitz, uh, this morning, about judo. It's like there is, um, there should, um, there is like two parts. One part is the classic, classical way, basics, fundamentals, you know, the traditional way of things. Yeah. And then there is that compet- competitive way of judo, and I think, uh, like, I believe the classic way, the traditional way, is highly important. It's very important for your judo uh, knowledge and also level to have a stronger foundation. This is what I realize right now after the course. Yeah. That, wow, you know, um, for example, when you do the uchimata or any kind of throw, the competitive way, it will be fine if you throw and then roll over not to hurt your opponent right but no you, you can't do that in you know in, in in the classic way or learning the traditional way of judo yeah but you matter for example you can enter deep and and with the hip no here you have it has to be very clear that it's a leg technique you have okay, to show okay. the difference between a leg technique and a hip technique and the hand technique 
um, you know, uh, so to show the difference in order to pass the exam, you would need to understand that, right? So this is how it will increase your level at all and your knowledge. So what do you take from that back to to Barrett, to your club, to um, you as an athlete, to mm -hmm. to the National Federation, knowing that you're, I imagine from how you describe it, you're, mm -hmm. you're a big influence on how judo will be developing in the country. Like, what do you take from that? What, what, what do you take back? Many things, but I can say one thing uh, to keep it like a short and straight and straight to the point: fundamentals and basics. I will never rush into um, teaching like a different kind of techniques and you know all these um, uh, let's say good-looking things, good-looking techniques we see. Yeah. That this has to come later on yeah. after they master the fundamentals. They have to master like the basics: the stance, the posture, the head positioning. You know the komikata how to move in different and they need to all, they need to also learn about you know the the japanese phrases phrases and what does this mean what does that mean you know yeah and exactly. to learn about the culture as well it i, I believe it, it expands uh, it's a strong foundation which later on if they want to be competitor uh, comp uh, competitive athletes this will help them a lot because it's a strong foundation for them yeah and if not they don't they're doing it recreationally then still, at least they go out with with proper basics, proper, proper fundamentals. Yeah. And one more thing I want to add: Bahrain is a very multicultural country. So from these thirty athletes, I have, I um, I met people from eleven different countries in my country. Oh wow. Yeah, eleven different countries. I met them uh, like many Americans, like British, uh, you know, African, like from different parts of the world. And I always want like want to. Like uh, teach them, teach them something real, yeah. so they can go back to wherever they are and they think, okay, I learned something proper, like proper judo from this place. You know, this is what I'm, I'm aiming. Love that. So I'm jumping a bit backwards. Mm -hmm. Why, why judo? Why did you end up in judo? You see, you've talked about um, kind of you love the sport. You've talked mm -hmm. about. Um, how you're developing, but also the challenges of mm -hmm. learning through judo. Mm -hmm. You also talked right at the start about how you experienced all these other martial arts. Yeah. Why was it judo? What about judo stuck? Why are you part of the judo family so many years later? Um, I heard this saying from more than one athlete, more than one judoka around the world, that no one does judo, he's sane in the mind. <laughs> like, I, I like that. I can, I can so, to that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Man. I, I love, I love the grappling part. I love judo. It's, it's very competitive. Mm -hmm. It's very competitive, and uh, you know the, the art of it. The more I know more about judo, the more I love it. Love that. I have no idea why I love judo. <laughs> no, I love that. Yeah. Um, it's simple. I don't think any of us do, but again, it's such a big community, and you can go anywhere yeah. in the world. And, oh, yeah, I, I and can have that. And you, I can say, yeah, I can say, I can say that um, two things. Okay, I can say it's perf it's, it's the perfect sport for me to express um, whatever I'm feeling. It's the perfect sport for me to express whatever I'm feeling on the mat. I love to fight. So it's the perfect, uh, how can I say this, uh, form of fighting. It's the yeah. perfect form of fighting. To me, I feel it's right to express. This is how I feel, you know? This is the one thing. And the other thing is, um, uh, the other thing is, uh, of course, I love the culture 
and I love uh, how it's kept kind of uh, all the values it carries, all the values, you know, the samurai mm -hmm. values, you know, the warriorship values. The Budo, Budo code. And, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly, you know, because, you, you know, now, uh, unfortunately, like this is my point, my personal point of view, many sports or many, um, they would, uh, they would kind of, uh, let's say, encourage trash talking mm -hmm. and things just for the, you know, the entertainment, the entertainment, the exactly, yeah. exactly. Japanese, uh, I mean, the, 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 the judo focuses on the values because I believe like a warrior, a real warrior should have also self-control, should have also, you know, uh, good uh, value, carry good values, good ethics, um, uh, uh, modesty, you know, uh, honesty, transparency, integrity, all this stuff. I think it is very important, important especially nowadays. I, I think it's very that. important. Um, jumping, jumping away from that again, that was such a great answer, but I can only hold one thing in my head at a time. <laughs> um, you, you talk about re-establishing judo in Bahrain. Yeah. Um, is is it something that you had to push for to, to get Bahrain recognized by the IGF or, or certainly signed up to the IGF and, and so that you you or uh, other athletes do have the opportunity to compete on the IGF circuit in the future? Now, yes. So we have the Bahrain Judo Federation. They are doing an amazing job um, pushing for that. Mm -hmm. um, Is it something you've been involved in pushing to uh, develop that? Or? Maybe indirectly, just by pushing myself. Okay. Yeah, maybe just by pushing myself and, you know, um, expanding, uh, let's say, or spreading the word of judo yeah. in my country. This is how, let's say, I think, yeah, I think it's a collaborative work. Yeah. Kind of collaborative work. Everyone does his, his part. An athlete, a, uh, an athlete and a coach and the federation, everyone, yeah. they work together, right? So I think this is how maybe I, I, I collaborated in that uh, or I um, contributed in that. But uh, and currently, the Bahrain Judo Federation is doing an amazing job. Um, uh, we are in the IGF uh, tour. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, three professional athletes representing Bahrain, okay. and uh, and I'm 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 with them, and hopefully I'll be joining it soon. And also I'm in the military national team. So now the military national team is also you know uh, competing in the world military games. Amazing! Yeah. I love that. So two two parts of. Fantastic, yeah. Um, so, what's kind of next for you? Where do you want to go as a player, as a coach? Um, you've talked about some of your dreams, but, but what's next? Where do you go? Okay, so I think um, I will try my best. Okay, first thing I want to I want to continue com to compete internationally. I want to continue to you know travel the world, training camps, learn from different parts. And uh, of course, come here more often. <laughs> <laughs> we love to have you. It's amazing. <laughs> so yeah, that's for sure one thing. Because my aim is to be an Olympian. This is my like my aim and my dream, long time ago. And I'm aiming for that. Still two years to go. I know it's not, it's not something uh, easy. It's tough, especially, especially with where I come from and you know, um, uh, all what I had to go through to reach the level I am in today. Uh, when I knew nothing about judo and now I can stand up with international players and fight and you know throw and get thrown yeah not only course. get thrown <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. so this is, this is something I'm grateful and I'm happy that, that I'm doing and I want to push even more to reach my maximum potential as an athlete my aim is the Olympics 
So I put a target is uh, Olympics, and my main objective is to reach my maximum potential. That's one thing, and the and this is kind of connected to the other objective, which is to reestablish the sport in my country, and by that means I need to focus on kids. So hopefully, when I go back, I want um, um, I'm planning a new strategy or a new approach to focus mainly on kids, mm -hmm. and I want to start with that. And whenever I'm out of the country, travel, like I'm traveling or something um, for a competition or a training camp, um, I have some of my students who can, you know, uh, follow the syllabus and the system I put for them. Yeah. And then they can, you know, handle the kids' classes until they come back. It has to be this way because uh, it's, a, it's a new sport in my country. So it has to be this way. It's a, it's a challenge in managing those kind of, that dual kind of, of career, being an athlete and being a coach and... Yeah. It's very Having generous. that responsibility for your club, yeah, um, I love that. So I realised we, we're doing this after the session, and I said it would take half an hour. <laughs> and I, I know you, 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 you're getting a lift. Um, so we'll, we'll start to wrap up. Like, where if people want to follow your journey, you know, towards the Olympics, um, the, the the journey of your judo club, where can they find you on social media? Um, Are you happy sharing that? Is that okay? Sure, yeah, of course, of course. So, uh, judo.bahrain, that's my, um, let's say, academy. Yeah. Um, Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram page. And my Instagram page is Mahmoud, M-A-H-M-O-O-D, underscore, judoka. That's my Instagram account. And maybe Hardy Spicer, they will start posting something. I don't know. But <laughs> there are three areas where maybe you can, yeah. No, I love that. And... Yeah. I love the passion you told your story with, Mahmoud. So thank you so thank much, you. For, thank you for, much for joining me today. I hope we get you back on the mat. I know you're um, going to do a bit of a tour around the clubs in the rest of the UK, or you're moving to, to London for a little bit now? Yes, after uh, on Monday I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. Um, I'll move to maybe different clubs, I'll visit different clubs in England. Because um, it's again a training camp for one of my students. Amazing. Um, so... Yeah, because she has a competition end of October. Okay. Um, so we have to, you know, get her prepared as much as we can. Is she over here now as well? Uh, not yet. But she will... Next week she'll be, she'll be here. Ah, fantastic. Yeah, so we'll go to different clubs in, in England. And uh, yeah, to get her prepared as much as possible. I love that. No, thank you so much for thank your you. time. Thank um, you. Thank you very much. I would love to get back in touch in a year or six months. Uh, is it okay if we get back in touch and maybe pick up definitely. where your journey's got to and, and the direction you're going then? Definitely, definitely. More, uh, more than happy. I would that. love that. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed that episode. Mahmoud, that's been superb chatting to you. Love the passion you told your story with. Thank you. Thank, um, you, thank you very much. You know the score. Everybody at home, like, subscribe, share, all that nonsense. I'll catch you soon.